You're listening to the Passion Daily Podcast, part of the Passion Podcast Network. Today's short scripture reflection comes from pastor of Shoreline City Church, Earl McClellan. Keep keep going with me here, okay? Skip past chapter 5. Skip past chapter 6. There's some great stuff in there. Chapter 6. Ooh, it's good. David dances before the Lord. Hey, with all of his might. Chapter 7. Oh, read read 2 Samuel chapter 7 at some point in time. Because God extends so much kindness and grace toward David. I mean, David doesn't even know what to do with it. He's overwhelmed. He's like, God, I can't even believe you're thinking about me. He responds to God's goodness with worship and with praise and with prayer and with generosity. Chapter 8, we see victory after victory after victory. But but we're going to sit. We're going to hang out. We're going to park the car in chapter number 9, beginning in verse number 1. David asked, is there anyone left of the house of Saul to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? Again, you remember Saul and Jonathan, the king and his son who died in battle. Is there anybody left I can show kindness to? Verse number two, now there was a servant of Saul's household named Ziba. This is one of those names in the Bible uh, that I appreciate because I feel like it's too aggressive a name for a child, like the name Earl. Think about that for just a second. The, The name Earl is too grown up for a baby. The name Earl should be reserved for someone who has chest hair, not for a baby. So I'm still trying to figure out, mom, why did you do this to me? Why did you, why did I come out of the womb and you looked at me and said, Earl? It's too much, mom. It's too much. So Ziba, same family, but they summoned him to appear before David. And the king said to him, are you Ziba? Did your mother name you that? No. Are you Ziba? At your service, he replied. At your service. So this guy Ziba is obviously in the know. He's someone that used to work for Saul. Again, Saul's dead now. And, and Ziba has been around enough and... And he knows some things about Saul's household, about Jonathan and, and the family. So look with me now at verse number three. The king asked, is there no one still alive from the house of Saul to whom I can show God's kindness? Remember chapter seven, God's been really, really good to David. Shoot, matter of fact, God's been good to David. Really his whole life to even pick him to be king. Now David has experienced this kindness and now he wants to distribute this kindness because that's what happens when God gets a hold of your heart that you don't just want to keep it to yourself. You want to share it with some other people. So now David is now king. He's in charge. He is the one that's running things. He's like, is there anybody else of that household to whom I can show kindness? Here is where you and I get a little wink that this is not just a picture of David and 
and Mephibosheth and Ziba. No, my friends, this is a picture that's going to be pointing us to something that's going to be happening years down the line. Even though in around this year, 1000 uh, BCE, where David became king, years and years later, Jesus Christ is going to show up and there's going to be some kindness that God is going to extend. As a matter of fact, in Romans chapter 2, verse number 4, the Bible tells us that it is the kindness of God that's intended to lead us towards repentance, that God's kindness, God's goodness, God's mercy is intended to lead us towards repentance, that his kindness is not there to just cover up our sin and say, oh, there's no such thing as sin. As a matter of fact, his kindness says, hey, I expose that sin, but I love you despite it. Come on in. I love you. I'm with you. I'm for you. And we taste that kindness and it, and it draws us in to saying, I want to turn from my own way and go your way. So now there's something bigger going on here. This is not just about 2 Samuel 9. This is ultimately a story about our glorious God and his fame and his renown. Uh, the rest of uh, verse number three, Ziba answered, he answered the king, there is still a son of Jonathan. He is lame in both feet. So now here is Mephibosheth. He's on the scene once again. Last time we heard about him was in chapter four. Now here it is in chapter nine and we're, we're hearing about him again. And the king says, where is he? Where, 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 where's he at? And Ziba answered, he's in the house of Makir, son of Amiel in Lodabar. If you have your Bible, you can underline that word, those two words, low debar. Just low debar. Why, why do I want you to uh, underline it? Uh, because this, this word, this place means something. It's kind of unique. It means no thing. Low debar means no thing. It's as if, another way of putting it is he was in the middle of nowhere. Mephibosheth is in the middle of nowhere. I don't know about you, but throughout, throughout all this COVID pandemic and all the things going on in our world, everything from racism to sexism to human trafficking to all, it seems like things have been topsy-turvy all over the world. And at times I felt like I'm in the middle of nowhere. It's like, where, where do I even fit? Some single people, maybe you're feeling like that in your relationships, like I'm in the middle of nowhere. Maybe you're even married and you're feeling like I'm in the middle of, of nowhere. What, am I going back to school? What's going to happen with my job? Oh, what's going on with my finances? I, I got something planned for next year. Can I even plan that thing for next year? I'm in the middle of nowhere. I'm stuck. I want to move forward, but I can't move forward. I want to take a step this way, but I can't take a step that way. It's like I'm stuck. I'm stuck. Can't say this, can't say that, can't go here, can't go there. I'm stuck. And this is Mephibosheth, five years old, playing. Someone accidentally hurts him. Not all, not all the times you've been hurt isn't an accident. We all know that. But in this particular one, it's an accident. He's taken to a place to hide out, and now he's in the middle of nowhere. If you're feeling this, I just want you to know that the king is calling for you. If you're feeling this at all, 
If you've had this thought run through your mind, if you've put yourself to bed at night and you've cried any tears, if you've wondered about the future and if you've even questioned the goodness and the grace of God in light of the circumstances that you find yourself in, I want you to know that your name is actually on the king's lips. I want you to know that you might feel like you're in the middle of nowhere and forgotten, but the king of heaven is like, oh, no, no, I know exactly where you are. And then this is what he says in verse number five. He says, I need you to go get him. Go get him. Thanks again for listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. And don't forget to go and subscribe to the Passion City Church and Passion City Church DC podcasts for our full messages every week.